0: Hello everybody. Jack Kerouac was an American poet and author who came to prominence in the late 1950s, early 1960s after writing a series of books that employed an experimental writing style that he called spontaneous prose. Spontaneous prose was a spontaneous um expressionistic experimental style of writing that was influenced by Kerouac's fascination with the jazz that was coming out of the early 1950s and the improvisational, spontaneous nature of it. He took that that, uh, creative style and brought it to his writing and wrote these books that really did away with some of the conventions of literature and even grammar. So I think his books, um, many of them didn't have normal paragraph structures. An entire chapter would basically be one run-on paragraph. that was just this um, f- kind of stream of consciousness, pure, unfiltered expression. And So, basically, some of the conventions of literature were done away with in the spirit of this very direct, unfiltered, unedited type of pure, raw expression. And um, during probably the peak of his fame, I think, Kerouac or during his lifetime at least, the peak of his fame. Kerouac wrote an article, I don't know where it was initially published, but it's available online now, and it was a series of rules for writers that are very brilliant and idiosyncratic, and they really apply to life and emotional health as much as writing. And I, I think that the, the idea of Kerouac... Who really broke a lot of the rules of literature in his writing? Giving a series of rules was something that was um, maybe kind of tongue in cheek, but, but so the rules um, they seem kind of um, playful and uh, in the spirit of his writing, which itself was playful and did not play by the rules at all. And the one of the rules that has stuck with me over the years is, um, I'm paraphrasing, but I think he said, believe in the holy contour of life. And Kerouac was religious. He was raised Catholic, and then he, he uh, had an interest in Buddhism, which he wrote about in a couple of his books, and then he became Catholic again. And he was a very old-school Catholic. So he may have had different connotations to what believe in the holy contour of life, meant to him than how I interpret it. But how I interpret it is when I hear that I uh, have this kind of vision of a graph that is somebody's life and there's this contour that's that kind of represents their joy and peace and love and connection and then their suffering and confusion and loss and then their achievements and their happiness and then their addictions and their struggles and this contour that goes up and down up and down throughout a life and believing that it's a holy thing that it's a part of this bigger picture it's a part of a masterpiece that is the big vision of this life that somebody's living out it's um that seems like such an incredibly Healing psychologically healthy belief to have and to hold as we go through those that that contour of our life, the ups and downs, to believe that these chapters of suffering, these chapters of loss, that they're part of that holy contour, is something that um, it it seems like taking emotional or spiritual vitamins when when we cultivate or foster that perspective, or even just go there in moments of confusion and suffering. And I look at it two ways, that sentiment, believe in the holy contour of life, and another way of saying that I think might be believing in the sacred purpose of everything that happens in our lives. I look at it um, from just a life emotion perspective, and I see how when I believe in that sacred purpose of all of my experiences, it makes the inevitable suffering and um, confusion and loss of life so much more bearable. And it doesn't mean that I don't face the sober reality of the challenges of life, Um, it means that I face those with a certain levity within me, because it's like, ah, oof, this hurts, and it's part of this sacred, beautiful contour, there's a purpose to it, there's a bigger picture, there's something that it's teasing out of me, there's, there's something happening, there's a story that I don't yet understand, and it's so sacred, and it's so beautiful, and this f- hurts right now, <laughs> um, so I know that Within myself and in the people I observe, when we believe that there is a sacred purpose to our experiences, it's like taking emotional vitamins. It's like taking something that just makes the weight of our life, the weight of this world, so much easier to carry. And I also look at it as a writer. Um, I look at it as a writer because. Um, that is, Kerouac's, you know, Kerouac was writing rules for writers. And as a writer, I know that when I, when I write a story from my own life and I come at it without seeing that holy contour of my experience, when I come at it from a place of seeing my experience with resentment seeing my experience as just a senseless shit show, just tragedy, just bullshit without any bigger context. Um I have a proclivity to write uh, things that aren't very enjoyable to write or to read. Uh an example would be, well, not exactly. My latest book, How to Open the Heart, it, um, it's autobiographical. It's one big long story about an eight-year period of my life. And there was a lot of loss and confusion and loneliness and suffering that went into that story and that became that book. Um, and because I was able to write that experience from a place of levity, from a place where I had come to see... The Holy contour of it, where I had come to see that there was this beautiful, sacred purpose in all of that confusion and suffering, I was able to honestly recount it with a kind of I, like a twinkle in my eye as a writer, like I could revisit it all with this reverence and love and gratitude for experiences that weren't always that um, enjoyable while I was in the midst of it, but, but I could, I could retell it with this sense of humor, with this sense of benevolence and gratitude that I think is much more enjoyable to read for readers, and it's certainly much more enjoyable for me to write as a writer, and as a person coming to terms with his experiences, with his suffering, with his past, it's a lot more healthy to bring that perspective to those painful experiences it's so healing to to go through my experiences unresolved emotional experiences and um, be able to be fully present to the complexity of them and sometimes the pain and frustration of them and also to have this bigger perspective of wow, this is all part of this sacred, unfolding masterpiece that I don't really understand where it's going yet. But it's beautiful, and I am in awe of it. And even the hard parts, I understand that they're teasing some beauty out of me. They're teasing some beauty out of life. And, um, yeah, I know that I could have written a book about that period of my life, that was like a cautionary tale that was just um, really had a negative spin and was a tale of tragedy and disaster, Um, I could have told the same series of events from a very negative, catastrophic vantage point. I just wouldn't want to read that book, and I suspect that others... Would not want to read it very much either. And writing the same story from a vantage point of reverence, humility, seeing that there is some hidden sacred purpose in all of this, um, it's so much more enjoyable to look at life that way, to write from that place, to share a story from that place. Um, it really feels like seeing that sacred purpose in our lives and our experiences. It can be hard to do because it seems like there's a, a part of us that's wired for negativity and catastrophic thinking and looking for the problem, not looking for the light, not looking for the beauty and the sacred and the grace, and it does require that we kind of unplug from a lot of the negativity of the environment, the the media environment and the social environment, um, and find a different tune to to sing and and strengthen the muscle psychologically of looking for the sacred, looking for the beautiful, even in great suffering. Um, But uh, it's really, really rewarding to do, and it makes this life so much better makes it so much more bearable, so much more beautiful. Um, And I think that's all I wanted to share about today. Because we do live in a world of such um, negative voices and a perspective of negativity can be very compelling and very loud and very dominating. Um, So it's really important for us to remember to cultivate that sense of sanctity of sacred purpose within our experiences, because without it, things can be a lot more difficult and bleak. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, you can like, you can comment, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends. Uh, And if you're interested in checking out my book, How to Open the Heart, An Incredible Journey into Vulnerability, Empathy and the transformation of consciousness. You will find links in the description. It is available on Amazon as a paperback, as an ebook. There is an audiobook narrated by me on Audible. It's also on Apple Books. And uh, until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day.